What's up, guys? What's going on? So you decided to come back to another episode of Sober Black Girls Club podcast with your host, Jay Nicole and Katie. We are back in the building for another episode. Katie, how are you feeling today? What you got going on? What's up? I'm actually feeling pretty nice because it's, it's so sunny out in New York. It's so sunny for what? February 11th, February 10th. So I'm actually feeling pretty, pretty good. It's pretty nice out. How are you? Feeling great and also enjoying that East Coast sunshine. Can't wait to get out, but we wanted to get this episode in. I think we have a pretty good conversation for the people today. We're going to be diving into friendships. Is it no new friends? My friends <laughs> I don't know what people think in these days. <laughs> actually, you know what's so crazy? That this was actually our topic this week in our meetings. Like, we were talking about like old friendships, new friendships, what we consider to be like friendship. Um, yeah, it was like a lot. But I'm not, I'm not the type to follow that quote. No new friends. Like, no, I need all the new friends. I need all. When people were saying that, I'm like, hmm. I can understand to an extent as far as meaning that you have this genuine group of people that you've been rocking with forever. So you really don't want to replace them, but to be closed off to new friends, new possibilities. I mean, if that was the case, this podcast wouldn't be going right. between us. And I think for, I think who, wait, who, who made that, that quote? Was it Drake, I believe? Drake, yeah. First of all, Drake is always crying on some type of a song about betrayal and, and people like switching up on him. So that's, whatever that doesn't even make any sense but also um I feel like a lot of us just stay in friendship because of like the longevity like how long we've known someone however like there's no um you know there's no similar interest there's no like real like friendship like love there's just just like longevity and then that's it um and I had to like when I got sober I literally had to like learn that the hard way like hanging out with the same people I was hanging out with um when I was drinking or what I was using which that was like to no fault of their, of their own it was my fault but me thinking that like we were gonna still have stuff in common and it's like mm, no 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 yeah no that's very true I think early on because I did start my sobriety journey in the room so I did go to AA a couple times I never I don't know how people are going to take this, but I never finished the 12 steps. I just didn't go through it. I had had a sponsor for a short period of time, but that was the one thing that did stick out to me early on where they would say that in order to obtain a sobriety, that you would have to change your noun. So you people placing things. And that was scary to be honest. Like, I mean, what's your life when you start changing your friend groups, especially depending on the age that you are when you're getting sober and going through all that? That's kind of scary. Like, what's your weekend going to be like? Yeah. And to be honest, like when I think about when I think back to like, my experience, my friends were even really heavy drinkers uh, or like they definitely didn't do drugs. They were like nothing. And that's what I, and that has like a lot to do with it, too. That's what I'm saying. We were just totally different people. And I was just thinking like in my head, just because like, we've known each other for like 10 plus years, we were just going to stay friends. And, but they were like good people in their own type of way. But like, again, just no similar interests. And I would just feel like, so like dragged down and just so bored and just so like, un like, you know, just so like, just unfulfilled, I guess, in my friendships. And I just, and I had to realize that when I was drinking and using, I guess that was a distraction. So I couldn't really tell that like I was bored around them or I wasn't really having fun or I really didn't feel fulfilled because I was like drunk and high like you know what I mean so when I stopped drinking and stopped getting high I was like okay this is just not 
fulfilling. Like, I, like it's like when you're at the club and then you been dancing with someone all night and then the lights come on and you're like, dang, whoa, what was going on here? Or you like go home with them and then you wake up and you're like, what the fuck? Like, like what? A, a one night Tinder relationship <laughs> turns into like a, a living situation. No, I'm kidding. Still busting on you from a couple episodes ago. Oh, situation and the lights right. came on you're like all right wait what am I doing but actually during that time when the lights came on I was like, all right no this can work but I couldn't see in the other like <laughs> the other side of that waking up and being like oh this cannot work um yeah that's scary <laughs> you know same, one thing that you said though that's true for me too as far as like my friends so I had probably like one friend or two that went to the extreme levels that I did but we all were kind of partying but it was like I was always the person that was just taking things to the next level like everyone's (laughs) here and I'm just like let's go I'm like couple of beers here now I'm into alcohol liquor now I'm into this like it was like I don't know what it was but I just couldn't like stay at the level so really my friends should have been trying to get away from me (laughs) some of them were but they (laughs) just No, that makes, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then you ask yourself, well, I don't really ask myself, but I feel like just listening to what you said, like what made like your friends like stay, like, I don't know. I just feel like it's, it's just a lot of people get so comfortable with like longevity. Like, you know what I mean? And I don't know like how long you, how long your friendships were in regards to what you were just sharing. But um, yeah, I was the same. Like I was always the one looking for adventure, looking to like really take things up to the next notch, looking to have crazy fun, really looking to do extreme things. And my friends, my my former friends, they were never on that type of wavelength. And I don't know what made them, um, but no, I do. People don't like to end friendships. They think that like ending friendships means that like we have to do it in a way that's like explosive and like violent and like just like a big argument or like blah, but it really doesn't have to be that. It can really be like, you know, just decreasing the amount of time we're talking, um, decreasing the amount of time we're hanging out and then having conversations. I feel like a lot of people, which is first I wanted to talk about what does friendship mean to you, but I'll often close this out. Um, all right, you know what? Let's just jump into it because I lost my train of thought anyways. So what do what does friendship mean to you? Yeah, <laughs> Friendship to me means everything. It it truly does. And to answer your question, as I'm answering this question, I've had I have a maybe a handful of friends that we've been friends for decades now. So we've mm-hmm. been friends since like third and fourth grade. Then wow. I have a, a really close friend, one of my best friends. We've been friends since I was a junior, maybe a junior in high school. But I've known her for since since we were kids. But as far as our friendship, I was like maybe a, a sophomore, junior in high school. But we've, my other friends, we've been friends since third grade and we're like super close. We, we hang out monthly. We're in a group chat. We, we have that. When I went to like college, I have some of those friends as well. But a lot of that, because I play basketball, we, we drank together and, you know, you party together, you kind of form that. So I definitely value those friendships, but every, every season of your life, well, for me, it was just different, but my friendships mean everything to me. They keep me grounded. You have the friends that are going to call you out. I have the friends that are going to like challenge me in so many different ways. And all of them are advocates for my sobriety. So if I was to say to any of those friends, you know what, like I, I, I've done this long enough. I, I really just want, I think I could drink again. I think I can do this responsibly. <laughs> it would be a problem. Like I would feel like people would be surrounding my house, like the SWAT trying not to let that happen. So my friends, and my friendships are like family. They're 
so important. And I'm and also to the point, I'm very open to new friendships. I think a lot of the newer friends that I have have brought great value to my life as well. And I'm totally open, different walks of life, doesn't matter if you're operating on a similar mindset or at least in our differences, there could be some kind of strength and I'm with it. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like that was like a speech, like no, but it was so good. It's like, like, I'm gonna tell you what friendships mean to me. Like <laughs> No, I'm just thinking about everything you just said. Um, I feel like for me, I feel like friendships need to be to me, friendships are like relationships that are genuine um and promote open communication. And I think I think those two, and I think past when I think about my past friendships and my friendships now, um like now I was able to say like, no, if we're going to be friends, I need you to communicate. I need you to communicate when something is going on with you. And I, I need to be able to um, communicate when I'm feeling some way. I feel like in the past, there was just like no communication, like just no communication, just vibes. You know what I mean? And to me, when, when a friendship or any type of relationship lacks communication, then it's just not genuine. Um, it's just, it's just, yeah, it's just to me, it's just not genuine. Um, so I think friendships for me, again, is just relationships with that are genuine one and then two really um hold space for, for communication i'm trying to think of other stuff i don't know like I, I don't know it's so weird um yeah i mean they have they have a great value and i think when you're talking about <laughs> sobriety and and being sober and all of those things like that i think it's a huge part that that anchors you or it can sink you depending on what you're doing because sometimes i think we might um overestimate our strength and our willpower to continue to be in the same friend groups and doing the same things, even though we made a decision not to drink anymore, that we can still be out and doing certain stuff like that. Because like you said, you don't want to let go of it. It's a comfortability, but I think it can definitely be a detriment. So yeah, people who are out there, if you're tuning in and that's the area that you're kind of like struggling in or dealing with or trying to figure it out, like sometimes you just got to say, bye girl, bye boy. <laughs> I, gotta, I gotta choose myself it is what it is feel how you feel it's, it's no love loss like you said I think we think it's got to be this big like dramatic thing rather yeah. than communicate this is where I'm at in my life you're not there you're not doing this or I'm doing this and I need to be solo to figure some things out that's okay too yeah yeah and I think like just going into like this new year what 2022 like again my friendships like you said like your your friends like know your sobriety date like none of my friends know my sobriety date it's just not something that they even like ask and well my former friends and I had to realize like that's a problem like I, so you know what else like friendships friendships have love languages too and I feel like that doesn't get discussed enough because for me I always feel like I'm the friend that folks can like come to when they're having a situation or they need like problem solving or they need like encouragement right but I found myself and this is not current this I'm talking about in the past I would find myself in friendships where like something major would happen and I didn't know who to call like I couldn't call people for like advice or um because and part of me just didn't feel like they even had like the emotional that's another thing like friendships and like therapy and and having friends who are also doing a lot of self-development work I feel like in the past I did not have that so again because I do do a lot of self-development work regardless of therapy or um or writing or just always like figuring out how I can be better um it's just a mental thing for me that I do enjoy doing my friends did not do that like they, they never they didn't they don't do self-development work um however that really looks like huh no yeah say so yeah I think that's important definitely to be on the same length 
when it comes to the self-development stuff because it could, it could be a little annoying. I mean, I, I'm similar to you as far as self-development and doing all that. I think if people aren't on that type of time, it could be like, oh my gosh, like you're, you're reading another book. You look at something else up. You're trying this new thing. You're trying to really work on yourself and whatever, reading all the signs. And some people just, it's, it's unbelievable sometimes that some people are just cool with like, this is who I am. This is where I am. And it just is what it is where I'm always on this like self-evolution journey, kind of like that. Yeah. Some people just don't like change. That's what it is. They don't like change in like any type of like format, like change is scary. I can totally agree, but like, exactly. Like if I'm going through something and I'm doing all the self-development work and I, I know what's going on, but I want to be able to bounce like off ideas off of you and talk about what's going on and get your perception. And like, you don't have even the vocabulary or like, or even like the level of understanding of what it is that I'm going through. Um, so I feel like love languages and friendships are so important. Cause when I think past my, when I think about my past friendships, like when I was using, like my friends were like, well, we would always give you money. And in my head, I'm like, girl, who cares the fuck? Cause to me, money is just, it comes and it goes. Like it just, to me, money <clears throat> will always be here. Like it comes and it goes. However, I had to realize when I got sober that not everyone has that same, um, understanding or relationship with money not everyone like has that idea and that's where like for me communication is so important because I didn't know that like when I ask you for something and you're just so willing to give it to me I'm not gonna think you have a problem with it even though I should have used common sense but like all right maybe you're doing too much but I'm just not gonna think especially when I was using and drinking like almost every day I'm not gonna think about that um so like at the end of my like addiction I I thought that my friends weren't there for me right I didn't feel like they supported me but in their head they're like well we always give you money when you needed it I'm like that's not being there for someone, but for me, that's not being there for me. I they have like their language. own language. So I think like understanding folks, uh, friendship language, and also making sure that like I'm in community with people who hold the same, the same like level of, we have the same idea of what friendships should look like, because I, I just never got any accountability in my friendships. I don't know. It was just so weird, but um. And this is past friendship, so I don't want my friends now to hear this. Be like, bitch, what? I'm not like, girl, what? I heard that. <laughs> These are past friendships that I had to be like, nah, this is not serving me in like any aspect. Even though you think money, uh, you know, and I get that, but that's for you. But for me, I do not feel like served or supported in any type of way. Yeah, no. Listen, I I, <laughs> I, I vibe with that, but communication that's a big thing. And when we look at friendships, it's not that much different than when you're dating someone and so yeah. love languages it's just like if you speak Japanese and I speak English like we at some point we got to find some commonality or we're just going to keep looking at each other like yeah. this and that's what happens in these friendships I was actually eating with my friends two of my friends that we've been friends for decades uh, a couple weeks ago and we're all sitting there talking about what everybody's doing this one's getting a certification this one is just bought a farm that's facts this is so many <laughs> things that we have going on and I said it to them in the middle of this I'm like do you think some people would be intimidated to be in this friend circle? And we had to honestly say Ooh. yes, because you mm -hmm. it's not that we feel like we're a threat to one another, but we're constantly just challenging, even silently. Like we're not saying, hey, you need to do this. Hey, you need to do that. But when we're just regrouping and catching each other up on all of our accomplishments or our goals or, or even our pitfalls and what we're doing, and we... we kind of trying to do that kind of stuff and I'm like you know what I think if I didn't have my stuff together or wasn't on some kind of wave I would be like I gotta go <laughs> like I feel uncomfortable yo that's that is... or, uh... 
that's actually a really great point. It is a good point. It is a good point. Because eventually, like, what do you and your friends talk about if it's not? And don't get me wrong. I'm a celeb gossip girl. Like, I'll be up in the blogs. Like, I'll be, you know, Sundays doing my hair, painting my nails, figuring out, like, what happened on the shave room this week. Like, I'm a blog girl. But aside from that, we need to have more to talk about. You know what I mean? There has to be more. And I feel like it has to be, like, this mutual thing where, like, I, like I'm talking about something of substance and then you're also, like, feeding me back some, like, things. Or in terms of, like just conversation or just something like learning something or figuring something out um yeah I don't feel like I've had that before in the past in terms of like friendships and I can say it might be a little intimidating I can definitely see that like when someone is constantly going through something regardless if it's some like spiritual transformation or they're doing some outside work or they're you know figuring out like a business and then the other person or the other or some other um part of the friendship is, is not it can be yeah yeah, and we're all different. We're all different people. Like, my friends, like, we all are, like, really different personalities. Me, my one best friend and I, we actually are only one day apart. Our birthdays are December 10th and 11th. <laughs> so we're, we're, we're pretty similar. And so in that regard, too, we find balance. It's like, I know you're super driven. I know I'm super driven. So we kind of can just, like, lend to one another. But we don't always have to, like, agree. My friend just bought a yeah. farm. I never wanted to be a farmer. <laughs> I want to be a farmer. But guess what? Last week, I was out there putting logs down to try to like start like a farm bed, kind of help her out and do things like that because you got to believe in each other's goals and visions. I think also with the same thing, when you talk about sobriety and where we are with that, if you don't have people that, that believe in you or can at least help you because a lot of times we can't see that for ourselves as much as we want to, we're trying to fight through like the trauma, the the bad stuff that's going on in our life, the grief and all of that stuff. And so we want to be sober, but we may not believe that we can do it. So having those advocates too, I think your friends are low key some cheerleaders too. Or yeah. haters, and then they're not your friends, but wait, say that again. I said cheerleaders or haters, but then they're not your friends. But you you can't always see that. You don't always know who I think I'm trying to think if I can remember everybody, what was I say? Everyone that's rooting for you what is it I gotta try to think of it it's something like everyone that's rooting for you is not a fan or something like that or or maybe everybody in your oh everybody in your audience is not a fan that's what it is so it's like even though a lot of people are watching you or can see what you're doing or around you doesn't mean that they're a fan of yours or that they're rooting for you or advocating sometimes we think that quantity like this big number of people I'm well known I know a lot of people got all these followers or whatever so what for me it's it's the value it's the quality over over the quantity for sure and i feel like sometimes we can like assess when that's missing and i feel like it's it's always so important to then step out of the box and create and, and go looking for like your circle and go looking for like your people like when i think about my circle today which has a lot to do with a lot of people from sort of black girls club like like you just said totally different people we're just all totally different but we do have a commonality of one healing of and living like a life a trauma-free um you know a trauma-free violent-free um less productivity free life and what i mean by productivity like not constantly trying to labor and labor and labor to prove our worth like understanding that we are we are worthy just as we are and our ideas even if it might not look like going to law school or becoming a doctor like our ideas and our passions are great just as is like you know so when I think about that's yeah right now currently like a lot of my friendships 
we're nothing the same. Like uh, one of one of our girls like is in like a poly relationship and just got engaged. And like it's so crazy. I would never think I would be close to a person who like was in a poly relationship and is engaged. And it's very like you know sex positive and it's very like out there. I would never in a hundred years. But it's like wow like no this is cool like this is cool to learn about something that's different even if you can say well I would never ever ever do this it's cool to know someone um it's cool to know someone who's different from you who brings something new um into your life and when I say something new I don't want to seem like so I don't think we have to have friends who are always on the go on the go on the go right so I think like when I think of some of my friends who are just who are somewhat okay with like you know, nine to five, and, and I think that's fine, like, as long as it's not holding me back, or as long as it's, just, like, no hidden jealousy, or no, like, alternative, like, feelings, then that's, that's totally fine, like, you don't have to constantly be doing stuff and working, um, in my opinion, to be my friend, um, but again, I think communication is everything, and I need to know that, like, okay, we're cool, is everything cool, is there any, like, feelings, or, I don't want to say hidden motives, because that doesn't really sound well, that doesn't sound nice, but hopefully you get what I'm saying, I feel like I'm yeah. <laughs> I do, I don't know if they do, they should, because it's really cool. <laughs> but you, with some of the things you were saying there, though, and, and I kind of got, like, almost chills when you talked about, like, it's okay to just be, like, as we are, and that's so freeing, especially because, some of the flip sides, again, to those friendships and to the ambition that we have in life, it doesn't always give room as easy to just settle. So prior to recording, I was chilling. I was in bed, just relaxing. I was like, all right, cool. I'm gonna get a shower. But then the sun was shining and I started to feel kind of like guilty that I was just like chilling when there was things that I could be doing or that I should be doing. And then I'm like, you know what? I'm gonna just chill here for a little longer and do that. But it's not always that easy every day to feel like I can just kind of chill. I don't have to be on this go thing. So again, depending on certain circles or what you see on social media and that can turn to a whole nother episode. So let's just wait for that. But like just comparing, not even consciously meaning to do so, but like, man, if I want to get to this bag or if I want to do this, or if I want to get this connection or, or get into this room, then I should be doing this, 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 and this. But to kind of bring the friendship conversation full circle, I think one of our best friends should be ourselves. Yeah, we, for sure. We should be able to be cool with our own solitude and, and within ourselves and, and knowing what's best for us, what's our self-care language, what's our individual language for ourselves. So that's important as well. Yeah, that's, that's for sure important. So I guess what are some qualities that you, if you have like, a, the, if you could create a friend, right? Like, the perfect friends, what are some qualities they would have? Definitely, I would have to say honesty. I would have to say that because, not because I, I, I don't like liars, no one really does, but not that way, but meaning that they have enough like gumption, like enough heart to cause, call me out on who I am and like when I'm falling short. Because I think that's one of the biggest assets I see in friends is that they can see things about myself that like I may not be willing to see or that I just don't see at all. So being able to call out my blind spots is really important. Hmm. You throw one in there. I got to think about that. What, what else? I mean, um, for me, I think it's, it's also honesty and communication. Um, <laughs> I keep on bringing back communication, but I, I honestly, like, there's just so much. I should have honestly wrote some points down, but there's just so much in this topic that, like, I could talk about, which is why I feel like I'm rambling. But definitely honesty and definitely um, communication and also a lot of introspective. I feel like 
I'm thinking about this one friendship that I had where um, I feel like they were so unhappy with themselves that a lot of it, but they were, but they were untruthful about how unhappy they were with themselves, that a lot of their actions were not in, in terms of like, not in terms of jealousy or spitefulness, but it was just very, when you're unhappy with yourself, you're going to constantly try to control someone else and control the, the things that make someone else. So for me, I'm clumsy, right? If me and you're going to be friends, you have to know that something is probably going to get knocked down. I'm going to, <laughs> not like seriously, something's probably going to get knocked down. I might leave a door unlocked. Some shit, like if I'm talking and doing certain things at certain times, like things are going to happen. And I remember like, this old friend I had where I would like constantly always like, hey, make sure you pick this up. Make you, can you make sure you picked up that up? Like, girl, if you were doing all this, maybe we shouldn't be hanging out too much because now it's getting too, like, this is just, like, like, why are you hanging out with me? Like, if that's, if we're friends, you're going to have to know that I'm going to be somewhat clumsy because that's just what makes me me. Um, and if you want to be my friend, you're going to have to accept that. If not, then leave me, like, no, be honest with yourself of why we're friends, why you want to be around me. Like, why is it that you still, you know, want to maintain this this communication, this friendship? I feel like a lot of people don't know why and or, or they think, again, I think it goes back to, like, longevity. So I feel like, again, like, I definitely agree with you, say, honestly being truthful about yourself and and why is it do you want to be my friend just to tell me to pick things up and not like and tell me so to not be clumsy like that I don't need that as a friend like you know a bitch is gonna knock something over it here and there it's gonna happen like let's be real like it's going to happen um it's just like, let me note that let me take note of that <laughs> so if the camera goes flying down or something happens guys <laughs> happen and don't 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 think it was me no, it's, 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 it's I think that's a real one. I think trust. And, and the reason why I say that is because I want to be able to feel like, and this is an area that I struggle with sometimes, but I think it's me, not them, mm-hmm. being able to be fully vulnerable. And mm-hmm. the reason why I say that is because I am so used to just being very solution driven and just like having answers and being able to figure it out. And so I, my natural thing isn't for me to ask for help is not for me to say that. So I do need to have some friends and friendships where I can say like, yo, I am not well. I don't feel good. This like mentally I'm off. I'm, I'm feeling overwhelmed or like I'm really struggling because that is very hard for me to do. I, I, I'm conscious of it, but I still struggle in that area. So having friends around me that I can just feel it. And even so like, they can be like, you need to talk like what's going on? Because sometimes I need that that conversation starter to feel like, Hey, this is what I have going on. So me being able to trust you enough to feel vulnerable with you is important. One thing I kind of want to segue and I don't want to throw us off too much, but I think what I'm trying to see here, what we're talking about, do you think that we should be more conscious of the definitions that we're using to describe people in our life? So maybe everybody is not necessarily a friend or friendship, but they are associates or somebody that I know or someone that I met because I think we say like, oh, my friends, but like, what does that mean? Like, I started to change that too. I know a lot of people and a lot of people know me, but as far as like my actual like friends, I am blessed to have a decent amount, but I had to start thinking like, okay, maybe there's associates or someone I went to school with, not necessarily a friend. That's good. That's so good, so good, so good, so good. 
Um, yeah, I definitely do not call. Like in my head, I have like three friends, um, and I and I that's such a good topic. I have sisters, right? So I have a lot of sisters. So especially the SBGC fam, I consider everyone who I meet with um, in terms of like our group meetings. The, to me, that's sister sister um, relationship. They're not necessarily like, my friends, um, but I've never been the type to openly call people friends <laughs> at all. I feel like I feel like at every single given time, I've had like three friends. And what I mean by three friends, it's like three people who I feel comfortable calling when when something may be wrong or I'm feeling um, or I'm feeling, uh, I guess you know, not at my best. Friends who, if something as great is happening, something well is going going well, I can call and be like, "Listen, y'all, this is happening, blah blah blah," and I feel that like they're happy for me, and I feel like you know they're supportive. Um, that's so true. I feel like pe- a lot of people use friends to lose sleep, and that's their right. I don't know, that's their right if you want to call people friends, but I do not use the f word. Well, I use the other f word, but I do not use the f word. You, you use the f. You use the other f word. <laughs> I use the other effort, but I do not call, I do not use the word friend. Um, Y'all, this is having me think about something else too, which I feel like we're deep, we're like navigating. So how how, how long have you been on here for? I have no idea, but let's keep going. (laughs) We'll try, we'll try to, we'll try to hang in for a little five, 10 more minutes or so. But I mean, you guys, hopefully you guys are feeling it. You rocking with what we're saying because it's going, but I don't want to lose your train of thought. So. You know, you had me thinking, okay, so the other day we were talking, I don't know, I was talking again with my friends, these two, three girls that I can do consider them to be my friends. And um, we're talking a lot about, like, a lot of, like, the, the just the environment that's going on right now. Like, every time you open, like, you you open the TV or your news or your laptop, you're reading about, like, for example, the boy who, um, the man, excuse me, almost to be father, who, like, lost his life and went, um, up in some cabin with like nine other co-workers did you hear about that no I didn't okay um you know he lost his life he basically got shot like six nine times we're still trying to figure out what happened you see some type of basically racial or social um I guess problem or event that's like playing out like in the news and I was telling my friends like personally I do not have like white friends I know people who are white um but in the past I've never had someone who I can fully trust with everything that's just going on there's always just this 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 what do you call that like this this thing in back of my head of like of like possible racial um I don't know events or 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 just something I have to be very conscious I guess about is what, is what I'm trying to say. And I was telling my friend that like recently, like especially in the SB, in the sober community, I have been like talking to this woman who is who is an ally, who is white. And I don't even use the word ally. Like, I don't like those words. I'm very like, if I'm to myself with like our community, then you have to imagine how even to myself I am and how conscious and protective I am myself with like people who are non-black. And and I have every right to be like, look at the history, our history, look about what's going on right now. I'm very guarded, guarded is the word. And I was telling my friend, like, there's this woman who, you know, she's also queer and she, you know, she she seems like she puts her 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 mouth where, what is it, put her mouth where her words are? Yeah, right <laughs> <laughs> Basically, she looks like she's just she's more she she's not only about talk like she actually she's actually into like action and I was like I think I'm having like feelings and when I mean feelings like friendship feelings I'm like I feel like I want to consider her like someone I want to like get to know more or, like friends and blah 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 and I'm like this is weird 
because I've, I've never really been in the space where like, again, all my friends are black. Um, clearly I went to school, I work in places where I have to be, where I'm usually don't have to be, but I'm usually the only black person, but I've never, I guess, been this intimate and a friendship level with a person before. So it's kind of scary, um, but I am open to it, especially like, you know, Bell Hooks just passed away. So I've been rereading re a lot of her um, her books and I'll, I'll end just saying one thing, like she says that like, we're gonna build a better a better um, society. Yeah, being black, you have every right to be cautious and be to be defensive and to like be guarded. However, like we do have to give folks a try to, to a try to a try yes a try space to see what they're going to do and at the same time I have every right to like still keep my foot on their neck but I will say this I don't want to be the person who's gonna because I don't if I do let's say if me and and such lady such girl have a friendship I constantly I honestly don't want to be the person who like has to constantly put my foot on your neck and be like okay that might be a little like racist so that might have this just tone to it you know what I mean and that's yeah. another fear I have of like having someone who's white that I would actually consider a friend because like let's be real let's be clear I have a lot of white associates but again I do not call everyone a friend um that's yeah. yeah. What do you think about that? Yeah, that's that's deep, and that's that's dope for you to actually like go there and, and say that and be vulnerable and talk about that. That's I feel like we're gonna have to continue this conversation because there's so much more to say. But what I do want to say about that is that I actually had the opposite experience when it comes to having a lot of friends or people around that aren't black, and so I played basketball my entire life. So growing up, a lot of the sports teams that I were on that I played on the basketball teams were predominantly white or I had white counterparts and so it became a norm for me where I went to school K through eighth grade where it was a predominantly African-American school and so a lot of my friends they had a lot more trouble assimilating and feeling more comfortable to build those friendships with uh, people who don't look like us whereas for me I was always playing basketball at these other schools and with these other communities so I was more comfortable with this so actually some of my close friends, one of my best friends actually is white. And I, I don't really have those apprehensions, but I do feel like over the last couple of years, just everything that has been played out in the media, everything that we've been exposed to just the whole couple of past years, I do see how it could become more difficult to maybe like start those friendships or for people to perhaps maybe date interracially, things like that, where <laughs> the conversations, you know, you're watching TV, you're eating dinner and certain things come on the TV and it could just spark different conversations because prior to that, I wasn't really exposed as much to these issues. So it wasn't really a problem or anything to think about. I've dated interracially as well. And I do see that how it could have been a little more challenging over the last couple of years, but I've never really had that problem feeling like that as far as like, if they're going to treat me away or how that's going to be now, maybe like their family, I have thought about that. So like, not so much my direct friend, but like their grandparents, maybe, or people like that, like, ah, oh, like they're bringing into a black friend again, like, you know, like what's going on. So like, I have thought about that in life, but all of the people that are, are non-black that I've been associated with, to my knowledge anyway, have just been nothing but like great friendships for me. And, and I do mean friends, not just associates. Like I have a couple of really great friends that um, I value and yeah, they just don't happen to look like me, but we find we, it's cool because we, 
built a commonality where we can ask certain questions and say certain things and it's not an offense taken it's an education or or like a questioning or how can we like get through this not like why did you say that is that a microaggression what's going on why did you touch my hair don't touch my hair what's going on you know like all those things so I, I think there's definitely spaces where that comes up but but I've been fortunate to have some some pretty solid friendships yeah, I was just looking up the, um, cause I don't, I don't want to talk about people and not use their name, but the person, the man, the soon to be father that I was talking about, his name um, was Peter Bernardo Spencer. He was a Jamaican um, immigrant to have a baby in June. Um, he's like, you know, very open. He had like a lot of white friends, associates, blah, blah, blah. And he went on a cabin trip he was the only black person there and he got, he got killed. And there's most of the story that I don't, I'm not going to go all like, into detail, but like in my head, it's so crazy. And I know we're switching gears a little bit, but in my head, it's so crazy. When I first read this, I, I subconsciously was like blaming the victim. Like, why would you ever go anywhere with a bunch of white people um, and be the only black person? And you don't have to, it's not job related. Um, but in my head, it's like, Okay, then I had to talk to myself and be like, hey, you cannot blame him for being open. You know, everyone is always preaching equality and, 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 what, and what I have a dream and all this other things. But like, look at the reality of it. It's scary. It's spooky. Like, it's spooky. I would never, ever, even to this day, will never, ever, ever go anywhere that's not like, like for leisure or fun and be the only black person there. I just wouldn't, I, I don't think it's safe. Um, even now thinking about the mother, I think in Atlanta, this happened like two, three years ago. No one knows how she passed away. The only black mother in like a parenting group. And I know I'm like, I'm like, I totally like switched the conversation from like friendships, but I think it's important. It's like, these no, are two people. Important. It makes sense. It makes sense. These are two people who thought they could trust a group of white group of white mothers, him, a group of like his white coworkers, and look what happened. Like it's scary. It's super scary. It is. No, it is scary. That's what I'm saying. That I, I think that everything that's been going on recently, and so of course, our world, our lives, our existence, this isn't new. This has been for years and ever beyond our existence, before our existence. But what I, it's just my experience, we're seeing it a lot more. Like we're seeing it constantly, constantly, constantly. Like I, I went to the protest for George Floyd and that was the first time I ever went to a protest in my life. I've never experienced that. And it was like something to really experience, but there's just so much more that we're seeing. So those apprehensions make sense. Like you said, though, being open to it is, of course, what I would encourage people to try to do. If you can educate yourself, maybe find someone who does consider themselves an ally and ask them the questions unapologetically and unfiltered that you want to ask or make the statements that you want to make and see how you guys can build and go from there. If you don't feel comfortable, you or whomever else is listening, that's fine. I will say that some of my friends that are not black are the dopest people I've ever, ever met. And I just it's just again, I think this is what's beautiful about having these open discussions is that we see how with anything else our upbringing and our experience and just what we were around forms who we are because there are people in my life that will never date interracially and have given me so much you don't even you can probably imagine that no 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 i'm not letting you i'm not, I'm not. wait no i'm wait, wait. <laughs> i thought you was going to try to come for me no, I'm wait. No, I was saying you said some people in your life, and I'm raising my hand as one of them. Exactly. No, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, 
they wouldn't, they just wouldn't do it. Right. And so in my mind, I've, I've never even really looked at it like that was a problem. And now, I mean, I'm married now, so I'm, and I'm married to a black woman. So I'm not, that's not a, Lord willing, that's not a part of my future to even have that option on the table anymore. But I don't know. I just was never that person. I think it's just because I, again, just at a young age, just being around and them being my peers and just not seeing it differently. Like, oh, this is the person that, that I think is attractive or attracted to me, or these is, these are cool friends. We play basketball, we hang out. I think they're cool. I think I'm cool. And we just, you know, build friendships, but being on a team is like, you kind of had to learn. You just working together for the same goal. And you become like a family. So it's just like, maybe that's a different scenario. But again, I'm not saying like who's wrong or right. But I do think that, you know, what we go through or, or our experiences or what we see and what we believe is is what's going to basically bring, bring the end result. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So I guess I have one more question, I guess. So what about boundaries in terms of like friendships and boundaries? I guess we kind of did talk about it. Um but I, I guess I would say, like, what are your some of your, like, non-negotiations, non-negotiations, like, your, your, your no-nos, like, cannot happen in terms of, like, friendships? Wow, that's a, that's a, that's a deep question. I haven't really had to think too much about that. But I think for me, obviously, like, if you have, like, some sort of, like, drinking excessively or doing all of those kinds of things, like, you're not going to get in my car with, like, drugs on you, stuff like that, like, I'm really straight edge, like, what someone might consider very corny, and I'm just like that, so, like, I, that, yeah, that's, that's, like, a non-negotiable as far as that goes. I think, I don't know, males, females, I don't really have, like, a, a, a cutoff, really, with that comfortability, but, Yeah, I don't know. I, I gotta, I gotta think about that. And you caught me. You caught me with that one. What about yeah. you? For me, this so again. For me, okay. So we're talking about friends, right? So with effort, friends. So I'm not talking about associates. I'm not talking about people who, you know, I'm not talking about people who I work with, regardless if it's like in a mentorship position. A lot of people do have. I'm I'm learning communication issues. Like people just don't feel comfortable, especially black women sometimes just don't feel comfortable like talking about the things that they need, the things that they want, the things Amen. that you know we just sometimes we just go to with the flow. And I'm realizing and, and that's okay. Like in SPGC when we have our meetings, like it's to empower us to really talk about the stuff that's going on and what we need. Stop just living life on other people's terms, trying to be everyone's mom and caretaker. Like, no, absolutely not. It has to stop. But I know like we have a long way to, to get there. But in terms of in terms of like friends, like I need my friends, so friends to be able to communicate like their needs um, when they're uncomfortable about something, when they don't agree with something. And I also, it's also something that's like us just talking about it and um, talking about it. I do need my friends to be, <laughs> this is about to be another conversation, to be pro-Black. And and it's weird, right? Because I said I don't have, I, all my friends are Black, but I realized a lot of my friends, especially in the past, would have this like mindset that was just so um, anti-Black in terms of like, we would like read certain, yeah, I know, right? Like what do I mean? Like yeah. we would read like, <laughs> it's like like reading something in the um in in the news or 
or hearing something and being like, well, you know, maybe he could have done this or that, or, and I know, I, not, I need to give you an example, because then I don't look like I sound stupid. Hold on. Let me give you one example. Can you play the Jeopardy song real quick? Let me give you <laughs> Oh, okay. For example, when the election, right? So before this recent election that we had, the first election that Trump was, um, Trump was, I guess, running for or running in, whatever, right? And I remember, like, being over my friend's house and, like, we are so, like, cool and, you know, the person is very, like, I actually did genuinely like this person, but to me, I do not care what, I don't care who Trump was running against. Trump, in my opinion, is a racist. He's disgusting. Of, of all the things he's done and said about the Black community, about Muslims, it's just so gross and disgusting. And I don't care what he has done in terms of giving you $1,200. Like, like I, you can't compare money in the, the stimulus package. You can't compare money to, to the treatment of kids being in cages and kids, like, like are you nuts? I, like, I had this one friend who, um, you know, I remember us like I remember us like sitting down watching the news and and they're like yeah well you know he's doing this he helped people with the economy and you know he's gonna bring back the money and this and that and I'm like but do you not see the things that he's here the thing have you not heard of the things he has said about like black people do not see what he's doing to like um uh, Mex the Mexican children with the cages and the borders does that not mean anything to you and <clears throat> well you know this uh I'm like okay yeah, I can't be friends with people like that I can't I'm sorry mm. we can be we can be what? What is the word? Acquaintances. Uh, acquaintances. Associates. Sorry. Yeah. Associates. I need water. I'm sorry. My throat is like so dry. Um, we can do. We can be all that. Like we can say hi and bye. But I'm not gonna consider you a friend, and I cannot trust you because what? Like what type of morals is that? And I do not care. I know people always say, "Well, it's just politics. Just politics." Okay. Well, being black is 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 political, right? I am like a lot of stuff that. A lot of stuff that revolves around us and, and how we live and our overall like well-being is very political because for a long time people did not see us as people or, or worthy of, of making our own choices or being free. So my existence as a Black, especially queer woman, is very political. I mean, you're sitting your little ashy ass on your couch talking about, talking about economy. I like Girl, goodbye. I did not speak to her after that. Like, you're nuts. You are nuts trying to get with me around that. But I understand this. Like, a lot of my friends wouldn't have cared. Like, they were like, yeah, Katie, man. I'm like, no. Like, I cannot be friends with people who do not, who won, which, again, I understand. And, yeah, it shouldn't be Black people's, you know, <clears throat> job duty to to talk about these things you know it's to, to for other people to um have to be put in these positions i get it but that's why you're gonna be my associate <laughs> I, my friends are people who do care about black people and not only about the money that's coming into our pockets but the overall well-being and happiness of black people black people who are queer black people who are disabled black people who are houseless like the, my friends people who I do consider myself friends with, they do care about that. They have opinions about that. Oh my gosh. I'm going to stop rambling because I could go forever, but having friends about certain things that are just so important and they're like, well, I can see both sides. You cannot be my friend. I'm sorry. They I'm sorry. both sides. They're not going to be your friend. That's dope though. That's a dope non-negotiable. I mean, I think that's important. That's what we kind of first started talking about is the importance of, of having those similarities where it really matters. And if that's a non-negotiable, because it seems to me that 
if you did have a friend that was like in that neutral zone or being like that, it's just gonna be constant arguments and debates anyway. So who really wants to have a friendship like that? So uh, that definitely makes sense. I mean, I think for me too, just kind of like as we wrap it up, if I think of like a, a non-negotiable or, or like a boundary, if you will, I think to some extent, I, I need you to believe in something greater than yourself. That's just me. And, and, and I'm not saying that people who I know can feel that way. But so, for example, my one of my best friends, the one that I told you about that bought a farm, she's Muslim. And my other close friend, she just kind of is like in between. She's just learning this. One minute she's feeling like she identifies more with Islamic beliefs. Then there's some Christianity here. Then she might take a little bit of Buddhism with herself. And that's fine with me. So I'm not saying you have to pick one or the other. I, I don't, it doesn't matter. But the way that I speak and the way that I think, I feel like if you don't have anything that you think is like greater than yourself, whether you can believe in that or not, or that you have something to kind of answer to or figure out or some kind of like belief system in like far as morals and values, that's a little scary to me. It's a little unnerving because I, <laughs> I don't really know what you would do. I don't know what you would do. I don't know what you think you're capable of. I have no idea, but those vibes are a little bit like, ah, I don't know, I, I, you know, because I'm evolving too. I'm learning and deciding what I believe in and what I don't believe in, but I do believe in something greater than myself. And, and I choose to call that power God. What if they believe in themselves as to be as the thing that's greater than themselves, like their higher self? Like, I believe, yeah. I, don't get me wrong, I'm Muslim and I'm also, like, I'm of the Islamic faith. I don't, I'm not, a pro, I don't practice like I should, but like I grew up Muslim. Gotcha. I grew up, um, you know, growing up, the Quran is right there. I, I used to go to Quran school Monday to Friday, Sunday school. So yeah, I know how to read the Quran. I know how to recite surahs. I know I fast during Ramadan. But as I got older, um, I started to think like religion, just religion. Like it's just, it's, it is religion. Um, and a lot of the things to me, like it was man made. However, I still call myself a Muslim. And because um, I know clearly there's, some, there's something, <laughs> there's something is something, something up there, right? I might not. Um, and I also, you know, grew up going to Catholic school. So I'm pretty familiar with that too. Um, but now I also like realize that there's like my higher self. And even though I still believe in like Islam, I understand Christianity. I, you know, I'm into astrology. I do believe like, so there's some people who don't believe in any of those things, but just say like, there's just, it's just me and like my higher self. How would you like, how do you feel about that? And you don't have to, like, it doesn't have to be one way or, or the other. I totally agree with you. Like I need some, I need my I don't need my friends, but it is it is important for my friends to believe, sorry, in something greater than themselves. But what if if that thing is themselves? Yeah, that would be an interesting conversation. Mm. We we would have to really dive on it because I'm not a closed-minded person. So I would be open to having that conversation with you and and like learning about it. But as far as like close friend family, like in my like heart circle of people who I feel like are like-minded and we're aligned and our conversations kind of can flow well together and we can speak life and positivity and the way that we speak in our languages here within my friendships, it would be a little bit different. And so I do know people and I, I know of someone that they're, I don't, I don't know if, if it's considered their religion, but they are God. They, they are the God. They're, that person is a God. So, <laughs> 
but I think they're a dope person. I really think they're a really cool person. So I'm not saying that I'm I'm against you or I think you're a bad person. I'm just saying that as far as like my boundaries for like people that are like my friends, like we all believe in something greater than ourselves. And in one regard or another, we consider that being God. And so what, no matter which their religion is, it's yeah. that's not really important to me, but that, I don't know. That's just, it's something we could dive into, but yeah, I don't know. No, you had me thinking about, oh my gosh, you really do. Now I'm thinking about this differently, okay? And I, I know we like, I'm, honestly, I thought it was like two hours, two hours later. It's not, we're still in the two o'clock realm. But anyways, you know, I have a friend who, she knows I'm into like astrology, spirituality. I have altars, I make candles, depending on what's go- what I want, what I'm trying to manifest, what's going on, transits in the sky. And like, it's, she's always been very adamant that she does not believe, have like a lot of, belief in like astrology or like in spirituality like I asked her like do, does she pray she said no which to me is like okay that's weird but that's fine like I whatever I like whatever right but you just have me this conversation has me thinking about the last time like I, she came over here like I was helping her do a candle um I was helping her do like an abundance candle I had put it together and I was really gonna just try to do like a ritual with her and then <clears throat> her whole attitude was like she didn't really believe in it like she doesn't really take these things seriously so in my head I remember really getting annoyed but I remember but I created a boundary for me like hold on I created a boundary for me if my friends do not believe in these things um I'm not gonna put myself in a situation where like when we are trying to do some ritual I feel like you're not taking this seriously when you already said you don't believe in it so why are we here like why am I doing making this candle for you why why am I doing all all these things which for a, a lot a huge part of like um spirituality is having faith is believing in in something that we can't see and something that might not be physically there um so that has me you really have me thinking about that experience but I already told myself I'm not doing anything spiritual for her again like you're gonna have to find somebody else um because yeah it was just it was just it was just so useless and like a waste of time and a waste of my energy waste of my resources like what the hell so even though I am willing to have friends who who are I guess you could say atheists who don't believe in things um When things are getting rough for your ass, do not come to me asking me to help you. Oh, you're <laughs> nuts. We gotta go. We gotta go. Oh. I'm gonna say no. Don't come to me. I'm sorry. That's, no, that's, a, that's a perfect way for us to end this episode. Man, that... <laughs> yeah, you're awesome. This is a great conversation. Hope you guys out there are enjoying it. Katie, you got any last parting words for the people for this episode? Um, I will say, yeah, I'll say one thing. I think I'm sorry. <laughs> all right, I'll say this last thing. I think it's really important to be aware and always know that like life is all about transitioning and transitions. Nothing is permanent. And I really, and I'm kind of always really happy that some things are not permanent in regards to, I might not be talking to a friend today or I might be lonely and have no friends today. And then tomorrow I can meet someone who's incredible. Like tomorrow who, you know, we become lifelong friends. And I think in terms of like our relationships with all this difference with family, friends, um, romantic relationships, it's just really, really um, important to know that you know life changes life is always um, evolving we are always evolving the people who we thought we knew in the past are always evolving so just be open um, to, to to the unexpected to, to, to transition yeah love it beautiful we couldn't end it any better than that make sure you're following sober black girls club make sure you're doing that you can follow me at i underscore am underscore j nicole guys come back next week 
I'm sure Katie's gonna have something that's gonna <laughs> crack it up. And with that being said, we're out of here. Peace. Bye, y'all.